With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live here at the Crown Plaza Hotel in Seattle. I'm your host, L.B. Duchess, with co-host Michael Kotzman, our food and wine ambassador. I'm filling in for Fancy Frenchwood. We have our favorite Jason with um, Wine Exchange. Seattle. Seattle Wine Exchange. Seattle Wine Exchange. Sorry, those last-minute fill-ins throw me a little bit. <laughs> and then our guest host, um, Philip Sternola and um, Patricia of O Wine, or o, I'm sorry, O Christmas Tree for Providence. Hello. And they're going to be all here talking with us on what it is to be socially savvy fundraising and attending fundraisers. So today's show is brought to you by Padded Creek Cellars, New Tasting Room in Woodinville. Um, and we are um, also have – hello. I just need another one. <laughs> I love it when technical difficulties start off at the show. It just flusters me. Okay, too fast. Um, and our second sponsor for the show is Pop Chips, one of our national sponsors – um, don't uh, miss their Facebook things. They've always got some great promotions going on out there. And they're really one of the reasons we like them as a national sponsor is uh, because they're so much a part of the community. They support tons and tons of special events, charity events. They're always there for swag and stuff. So we really, truly appreciate them. Okay, Michael, um, we're going to have you start off the show, right? Because apparently I need that for That's okay. That's right. But also feel free to call in at. 323-843-6090. That's 323-843-6090. We do that at your pain and your calls to your account. So please give us a call if you have a question or you want to make a comment. So first thing, we're at the, again, we're at the, uh, the, the Crown Plaza in Seattle. And we're up in the lounge up here, which is a really nice lounge up here, by the way. You know, it's this is our second time we've been here, but uh, what a great place to come and uh have dinner and have some drinks, what have you. So today uh, we're actually having a martini, it looks like. Uh, it's got lemon on the rim, so I'm really excited to see what this tastes like. So have a taste. Salud, everybody. Salud. I think one of my favorite things about the show is being able to come to all these fabulous venues and try um, with the Crown Hotel here. They are featuring, we're featuring two of their um, famous tricks. And I think a lot of people, when they come to hotels or, or when you're in at, coming in from out of town, a lot of people forget that if you don't know a restaurant to go to or you don't know a place because um, you're unfamiliar with the territory, go to a nice hotel like the Crown Plaza because they hire executive chefs that are here to make phenomenal food. That's how a big part of how they get their four- and five-star ratings, um, as well as they take pride in their happy hours and their diversity on their menu. So. Absolutely. You don't know what to drink, you know. Talk to the bartender. Oh, most definitely. Ask them, you know, they'll ask you questions like, do you want something sweet, something sour, something warm, something good? They'll help you out. Yeah. Right. They're wonderful with that. So thank you, Crown. Very cool. So it looks like a, it's a nice uh, rum drink with Malibu coconut rum, uh, lemon. Uh, just a nice, uh, fresh and clean drink. I like that. It's not cluttered with a bunch of sugar on the rim, which I like. Um, so it just kind of lets that taste come right through. Uh, that's a nice way to start off anything, really. 
even for a winter day like today, it just it's kind of like a, a taste of sunshine. Yes. Love, love, I love like it. Yeah. So very sad. Very nice. Very well done. Okay, well, we get to um, touch base with what it is to be socially savvy, brought to you by Sweet Talk Wipes. Just like our hands, our cell phones need to be regularly cleaned and detoxified. Order yours today at sweettalkwipes.com. So we're going to jump right into our socially savvy um, topic today, fundraising. Um, We're going to be touching base on things like covering, putting on um, the events, RSVPing, attendance, attire. Um, The new trend is the POAC event. Uh, if you're going to party, party with the cause. If you're going to spend the hundred bucks, they might as well be attached to something that is going to benefit somebody. You know, then just yourself. I mean, there's a times for private parties, but um, with the trend going the way that it is, it has been fabulous to see all these fundraisers coming out that are very well represented. And um, like Donald and I were talking to one of our listeners about the quality of the event, making sure that you get good sponsors, good food, good beverages. Um, and with so many companies out there looking to have their names associated to these great events, uh, it seems like it's a, a great working relationship. Um, and Philip, you and Patricia are here with Oak Christmas Tree. So why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about what kinds of events you guys have been doing and how long and about Providence. Well, we're Providence Oak Christmas Trees, and we're part of Providence Senior and Community Services. We've been doing events now for... 27 years. We're in our wow. 27th year of that. I know. <laughs> um, Have you been involved this whole time? Uh, no, this is actually my 10th year. Wow, wow. And Patricia, so your involvement in the organization? I'm the executive director of uh, PSCS Providence Senior and Community Services Special Events. And so Oak Christmas Trees is one of the events that my office puts on. Um, we put on this three-day event um, to benefit seniors and chronically ill people in our community um, through hospice supportive housing, long-term care, assisted living, that continuum of care. And um, this is our uh, 27th year, and we're very proud of the um, the success that we've had throughout Seattle. The event was um, a one-day event 12 years ago. And this <laughs> year, yeah, has changed and this year we uh, are a three-day event and raise about a million dollars. Wow. So so you can definitely attest to quality and what goes into making a quality event, what, you know, what I call socially savvy, with you know, what's acceptable and what's not. So when you guys are looking to put on an event, what types of things um, are you trying to bring to it to give it that quality, to make it something special that everybody can enjoy? One of the things that I like to do is look for uh, a partner, a vendor who is going to certainly embrace our cause, but also provide us with uh, a long-term contract, for example. We have our events events at the Western Seattle, and we've had them there for the past 11 years. But when I sign my contract with them, I make sure that it's longer than one year. That way... um, I can hold my cost class, but I can also um, be rest assured that we're all going to work very hard to make those events um, what they should be. So that's one of the things I look at. You talked about um, 
hurting with a cause or for a cause. Uh-huh. I mean, one of the things that um, I look at is cause marketing. So who can I partner with who is going to embrace my cause but also help me raise money? Um, and so those are the kinds of things that we look at at the back side. And then, um, you know, the front side of it is more, um, you know, the logistics right. of doing that fundraising. Phil can talk about that a little bit because he works with me an awful lot with that when it comes to that. Okay. So Phil has been on, like, the logistics. When, when you're trying to put together a quality event, something that is going to be, you know, I coined the term socially savvy, where... It, it appeals to the large majority of people. What types of things do you think um, that you need to be aware of in order to bring that kind of event to fruition? A lot of what we try to, to look into is like the decor matters a lot because um, we try to go with like the color trends and that sort of thing that's going on. And we like for people to feel welcome at our events. You know, and yeah. that's really important. The whole warm and welcome and we like um, people when they come into our event. We like them to feel comfortable about opening up their wallets for their cause because it's really important. For so that's what's the whole purpose, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Go ahead, Patricia. And I think um, kind of applying that party atmosphere to the the cause um, helps an awful lot. So making sure that. Um, for example, our residents and patients participants are somehow represented in the room makes a big difference in just in reminding people about why they're there. Um, you know, I, I also feel like Providence has a mission of being very inclusive, and I really would say that Oak Christmas Trees is one of those events where we welcome the entire community. Um, and. I think that we have really generated our reputation around that, which makes me feel very happy. Well, with a with a track record of 27 years, that I, I could say that would be standing on its own, most definitely. <laughs> and when you have your shows, you know, what can someone do that can't make it? What could they do to help you out? You know, who can't make it to one of your events? What's a good thing for them to do? Well, we do have a way that they can donate online at our website, which is www. Providence, and then click on on special events, and you'll see Providence Oak Christmas trees. Wonderful. Okay, so on the flip side, coming from the other side, what do you think are some of the common mistakes or the unsavvy things that people do when they're putting together fundraising and some of the mistakes that they make? Sometimes I don't think that they put enough thought into what it is that their cause is representing. And maybe the the sort of people that they're inviting, they might want to take the time to really look at their guest list and make sure that the people they're coming are going to support their events. Wow, like, yeah, that's a good years. point. So you're talking about not just working on supporting one event; you're talking about the longevity exactly. of the quality of people that you're getting. Them. And because your event can't survive just the one year, you have to make sure that you're making plans for year after year after year, and you want to have key people. Right, because those different charities and um, benefits are they are looking forward to those funds to survive, to continue helping the public and, exactly. and protecting the cause. And you never want to give people the impression that you're in business just for that year. Right. You know, 
you are the one maybe on my fundraiser, but you are, I mean, that's a business, you're running that business, so certainly your message needs to be, we're not in business for one year. I think a lot of the events that they do that, it's like, we're going to put on the spin, and we're a charity too.
So, you know, and, and I hate to be the downer, but there has come a point where I think in our society we need to start setting boundaries on what's acceptable and what's not and how to properly RSVP. And I know we've talked about it more and more on the show. Um, and sometimes I feel a little bit like a broken record with that, like the Facebook RSVPs. Um, I think a lot of people use RSVPing in a way they feel that they're supporting the event by showing more people attending and um, that they're afraid that they're not going to get the exposure if they don't, you know, stay time attending. I think there's a, it's okay to say no and it's okay to say maybe. Um, why don't you tell us from your perspective why what is so important about the RSVP? I mean, Obviously, unmistakably, it's the planning and what you guys put into costs on the back end, but coming from 27 years, please. <laughs> well, it's it's one thing. It's really nice for us to know who is coming to our event ahead of time so that we can market to those people, which a lot of people don't. A, a lot of people actually will come to our event and think that we just put it together the day before, but that's not, <laughs> not the case. If you walk in the door, you know better. Like you're thinking about our in January, well, yeah, you know, it's one year to plan an event to, and actually we're three events, the, the size of ours. Um, the RSVP process is important because we need to, to have a head count. We need to know who's coming. We like to cater to their needs. Um, Really, I would have to say Patricia could probably answer that. No, no, I think that's, that's great. You know, um, uh, I, I one of the things that is very, very helpful um, in the RSVP is that you know who's coming, so that you can anticipate any, you know, dietary needs or any other kind of special need that that person might have. Um, I always like to get the RSVPs early so I have time to personally call people and say, thank you, we're so glad you're coming, can't wait to see you, or email them to say, got your your RSVP card today, thanks for coming, just so that I am making that personal connection with them as best I can early on. We have, for our gala, you know, we've got sponsors who have tables, um, and, and so some of the ways that the tables are filled is through a corporate sponsorship. I still like to know who's coming, and I have a whole system worked out where, you know, I, I send information, this will be coming to you, I'll meet this guest with, um, and then a kind of a series of three or four emails um, reminding them that I need their guest list for those reasons that we talked about. Now, that said... I know you're laughing at three or four times, but let me tell you something. It's a lot easier than three or four phone calls or three or four, you know, touches in some other way. Email is made this so... So, oh, it's probably streamlined quite a bit. Personal touch. That's the difference between us. Yeah. Me and my partner that I do events with myself, we had a conversation. It's like, what makes a difference is touching and the personality and personal touch. We're really here to have an event for you guys. That's the one thing I've known... uh, Philip here for a while. He's very warm, very inviting, wants to talk to you, and engaging. And I think that's the big big difference between a regular event. You're like, oh, thank you, here's a card, you can have a nice day, there's your wine over there, go. It's not like that. It really isn't, you know, and I think it speaks to, um, you know, the, the, the real desire of people to have that personal contact. We have probably, we raised, oh, I would say, 
$350,000 in corporate sponsorship. Wow, so that's a third years. of the money. And, yeah. And, you know, when the recession hit, things got pretty sketchy for all of us doing fundraisers. Oh, yeah. <coughs> we never, ever lost a sponsor, not once. Um, it speaks to your organization as well. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I think that it does speak to just the, our reputation. So, you know, RCPing is important, yeah, but the, per- the personal touch is, is better and the feeling of loyalty. If someone's loyal to you, they will they will RSVP or they, you know, they're going to reach out to you. So, so, talking a little bit again on the flip side, if, um, Let's talk a little bit about the detriment of what I would consider improper RSVP. Um, you know, you want to show support for an event, so you RSVP yes with no intention of showing up. I mean, I, and maybe not so much with your organization, but I know we see it a lot in general. I know some fundraising events who are trying to gain, you know, ground and collateral and people who are just starting to do these, these people are trying to show support and they say they're going to be there and then they don't. Can you speak a little bit on the detriment of the event when they do that? Well, it, it all goes like back to the planning. I mean, people have planned for you to come. They've spent money on on the, say, catering. on the catering or the alcohol or what have you on the, the space that they need for as the event itself, you know, at the location. So, I mean, it's, it's just bad form to not RSVP. Properly. Properly. And it's yeah. just good form to show up when you do this. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just it's common sense. So then how do you feel, I've always been an advocate of, if you really can't make that commitment, um, <laughs> rather than RCPing yes and not making it, RCP maybe, and then say, you know, I've got some things going on. If I can at all make it, I'm going to be there. I feel that like you're a priority. I, how do you guys feel about that? Yeah, I, I think a maybe is very acceptable. You know, and I think, and I like how sometimes people, when, when you do RSVP, maybe like say on Facebook or or on um, eBite, you'll get a message from them saying, could you please update your request, you know, as it gets closer to the yes, event. Yes, actually do. And, and I think that that's very nice, you know, and it's like it kind of reminds me about the event. Right. You know, oh, I could maybe for that, maybe I can't attend or I know now that I can't attend. You know, I mean, I think that that's very acceptable. Very acceptable to click me. Okay. And if you're not coming, click not attend. As, yes, as soon as you as know as you that know. you're not making a plea, please. And, and again, I want to reiterate to the listeners, we do understand um, when we're throwing events, even if from fundraisers or non-fundraisers, that life happens and, and emergency yes, happens. Yes, last minute. Um, you know, we had a couple of uh, guest hosts who were going to be on with us, and one of them, um, they had a relative pass away, and the other one ended up in the doctor's office for the third time in five days. So, no, I'm, I'm like... You're not going to say anything. You, those are completely legitimate reasons for having to bow out gracefully. There's always exceptions to the rule. Yeah. Oh, you know, but I mean, if you can't attend, not attending, maybe it's very acceptable. If you are coming for sure, then, then hit that RSVP button. Oh, and another thing is to do is to check your event. Yeah. Regularly, I do. You know, it's like, oh, you know, I mean, think about it. Make it part of your, like, like morning routine when you check email. Check that Facebook event page or yeah. that e-bite event, you know, and make, make sure, sure you're on top you know. of it. Yeah. Well, and, and just to derail a little bit, I think a lot of people may not recognize on the bottom of the Facebook event, if you go down to the very bottom of the page on the event, it says export. You can export it directly to your calendars, particularly if you have a Mac, and I'm not sure what other formats that they work with, 
but um, you hit export and it will go through, I think, two little screens that you hit your buttons on and it's downloaded into your schedule. If you have a phone you plug into your computer, it's then all of all a sudden automatically updated to that too. Well, I'm going to do that because I love to make money. <laughs> I love, 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 love it. I know, yeah. You've said before in previous shows of yours that you, know, you don't have to say yes to be cool. It's okay Correct. to say no to your business. You know, don't be a Facebook flake. You know, yeah. Like, and we've hated using that phrase, but I mean, truly. It, it's, it's trying to create a little bit of a of an outline of, of where we need to be as a society to get back to an established place where we can make the proper plans and put on better quality events and um, be more accountable. I mean, we're asking our younger generation to be accountable, but we have to look in the mirror and go, are we being accountable as adults? Now, the one thing to remember when you say yes, you get on the show, the events that province put on, they're non-profit. They're not making a dime off this. They're doing Correct. this for work. So keep that in mind. If you say yes and you don't go, you're really hurt the best. Yeah. Most definitely. That really does hurt us when we have plans for X amount of people and, you know, a percentage of them don't show up. It doesn't happen very often. But I think with the... You know, the this, this technology has changed so much in the past five years, just in terms of how we're gathering names. Oh my gosh, yeah. That um, I could see, I can see, you know, this may be happening more and more. We still are very formal in our invitation process. We send out um, an invitation with a formal RSVP card that we expect to get back in the mail. Um, one of my staff takes care of our Facebook page. I know, I, I popped on your Facebook page today. <laughs> and, you know, she, um, she tracks people who are SVP um, for events on our Facebook page, but we don't give people the opportunity to RSVP to Oak Christian Street the Gala on Facebook. Okay. They, they need to um, RSVP. Personal contact. Yeah. You know, you know and I have to say, you know, a lot of the Facebook pages themselves that you RSVP on, will, if you really need to read those, because they will say you need to contact someone to, yes. to actually RSVP for this event. A Facebook RSVP is not a guarantee. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Right. Well, one of the reasons is because if we're doing a special event, and most people who do special events have a software program that integrates all that information, and so it does not integrate on Facebook. So that's why we need to have that personal touch. I love it. Okay, so moving on um, with socially fundraising, let's share a little bit about attending. So uh, let's say that I'm new to attending charity events. What kinds of tips would you give me as far as um, being appropriate? Uh, what what would be appropriate and maybe what would not? I want to speak a little bit about attire, <laughs> regardless of age. Um, and if, if you're new and you don't know a whole lot about it, what's the best way to kind of approach it, do you think? Well, one thing that I would like to say, like especially if you're going to and like say in auction here in Seattle, we do have quite a bit. That seems to be the main fun, fun fundraiser. I would say to show up on time. Really, I mean, really, you want to show up on time for these events, and most, and I have to tell you, most people do. Fashion today is just not acceptable anymore. Yeah. So. And 
um, from what I understand, showing up on time is because you guys have a format that you're following as far as auctions, presentations, speakers. Um, one of my biggest SAPs is when um, you're attending an event and um, the speaker is speaking and typically it's at the most poignant part of the speech and somebody starts talking very loudly in the front row about something that has absolutely nothing to do with what's going on or their phone goes off. Um, it's those types of things I think we need to be reminding people, you know, it's, no, it's not a movie theater, but yes, you need to treat it like it's a movie theater because there's a lot of people that are attending these events and it's very close to their heart. It has a lot of meaning. You know, maybe the person next to you has lost their um, aunt to a cancer and that's what they're speaking on or, you know, Maybe it's a pause event, and it's about animals, and you're sitting next to an animal lover. Um, I think it's really important to remember that there is decorum. There is a proper way of behaving when you attend an event. Very nice thing that I, I couldn't agree more. I think, <laughs> that, uh, I think that in terms of attire, you know, we typically put on our invitation what the attire is, whether it's business casual, whether it is, you know, um, festive, Wear, whether it's black cocktail attire. So I think that um, you know one of the things that I would I would ask people to think about when they're dressing for an event is um, to to just be aware that probably a gala event is not the place for jeans. Um, it's probably not the place for short skirts mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, Let's talk skirt length. Or length. <laughs> uh, skirt length, yes. Yeah, please be, please wear an appropriate Skirt length and plunging neckline. Yeah. Don't dress like you're going to a burlesque show. Or no. a baggy show. <laughs> and, and I understand some people. And this is not a nightclub. <laughs> and, and thank you. And I think that's what, what a lot of people get confused. They think gila and then they see something, oh, we're going to go to an after party. So they're trying to dress for the whole thing. If you have an a dress that is more nightclub style and you're planning on enjoying the nightclub or the after party, you need to have a jacket or something that is going to, yes, that is going to bring you up to a level that is um, more, what's the word I'm looking for, probably more neutral. You know, the sisters of Providence attend their events because they are the founders of Providence. Wow. And so, yeah, that puts a little bit more pressure on us to communicate what the proper attire is. Yeah. You know, and if, like, at our gala, or if if it's any gala, really, I mean, you don't have to wear black tie, although black tie is appropriate, but a suit is also acceptable. You know, but just give it some thought. You know, let's. Dress, dress up a bit. Dress up Enjoy a bit. the process. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. A fun night out, dress up. I see Gala. I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> I get to play. I get to play dress up. So, okay. Um, well, I believe we're going to be touching base with um, our food here in just a second. But while we're waiting for the chef to come back out, um, then let's wrap up a little bit and... Is there anything else you'd like to speak to on um, Well, we'd like to say a little bit about our three-day event. Oh, wonderful. Please, yes. yes. Okay. Well, we have on Monday, <laughs> November 28th, November 28th, we have our Christmas Carnival in the Grant Ballroom, which is open to the public, where you can come and view our Christmas trees. We have... 16 trees. 16 trees decorated by various local talents, and it's wonderful. We even have a waiting list to see who's going to design our trees every year. We're very busy. 
See, I need to put myself on that wait list. It'll take me exactly. about five years to get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have our presenting artist, which we have every year. Jerry Retro, the chef in the hat, is our presenting artist this year. We've had lots of great presenting artists, such as Tahuli, Luli Yang, um, just to name a few, Steve, Steve Jensen. Yeah, wow. wonderful trees that they've designed for And you've us. done a tree. Oh, yes, I do a tree every year. And I think one of our other friends, Cody, yes. has done a tree. Yes. Cody does a tree. Yes. And then on the next day, we have a luncheon on Wednesday the 28th. Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Tuesday the 29th. Tuesday the 29th. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Days backwards and forwards. I know. <laughs> we have a luncheon, which is um, our fashion show. And this year, we're featuring the finery. It's going to be very nice. Oh, fun. And then the next night, which is Wednesday, the 30th, we have our big black tie gala where we auction off the trees and we do probably a million one, a million two that night. So we're really looking forward to that. And the energy is great. People love We're hoping to be able to get there and support you guys and cover a little bit of the event. Thank you. Yeah, and definitely www.providence.org. Click on the special event and go to Providence Oak Christmas Trees and check out the date because it's definitely not to be missed. Oh, and please, the family is really welcome at the Christmas party. Oh, I love good. that. Okay, well, we'll be looking for those on Facebook and then we'll link them on our socially chatty page as well. Great. Very excited. We're going to have the chef bring over the food right. and tell us what is key. I know that today we're focusing on other menu items, I believe, Michael. Mm, it looks like we are. And so here it comes. Here. We're going to make some room here. What are we looking at here? Looks like a, oh. a salad. And what's your name? Sage. Sage. And Sage is going to talk to us a little about what we're going to be having or what we're bringing out here. Oh, it looks delicious. Welcome, Sage. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this is our smoked salmon salad. Uh, we smoke this in house. Uh, it has <coughs> cherries, smoked almonds, uh, onions. And a light salmon salad. Wow, it, it does. It looks really good. It, it does. Smells it wonderful. looks really good. I'm looking forward to tasting it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so tell us a little about now. Tonight we're we are featuring your dinner menus. We're featuring dinner menu, and which we offer both in the restaurant and the bar. Uh huh. And your staff. You guys have an exceptional chefing staff on. Okay. I didn't look at him. Okay. Uh, on board here. <laughs> Um, because you are such a high-rated hotel, tell yes. us a little bit about what goes into your thoughts when you guys are trying to put down, you know, these these dinner menus and these um, plates. Because you do have a large demographic, a very varying audience that comes in and through your restaurants. Well, we try to stick to things that would create a broad spectrum of people uh-huh. uh, for foods. Oh, like that. <laughs> then we try to also do have northwestern. Because people from in Washington. Yes, we are. Here. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Okay, so tell us a little bit about the other things that we have. Okay. Not a problem. All right. So, Michael, you're sitting next yeah. to it. You get to taste so it first and tell cool us about thing it. Is that I know, and I'm not sure if he'll tell you. Uh, you know, it's also seasonal, too. You know, fresh is available, it's available to market, also in tax menu, um, and as well as their ideas and what they want to put forward on the menu. So, Maybe uh, maybe maybe Sage can speak to that as far as you know seasonality and prices available. Uh, you know how do you approach a menu and uh, and how do you put that together uh, every season? Um, well, we 
look at what we can get. Um, like, now we can get coho salmon. Uh, fairly regular. Yummy. Wow, it's still fresh. Um, and then vegetables. We try to use organics when we can. Okay. It's a little harder during the winter. What's your favorite season? Me what is one fire you the most? Summer. Summer? Summer. Oh, okay. <laughs> the outside. Yeah. Yeah, if you want, you're good. So, Sage, uh, our last broadcast we had, we talked about wine and pairing up wine with a cellar. What would you pair, what kind of wine would you pair with that? With the uh, chicken parmesan here? Or, or what would you, out of the three dishes that you have, what would you recommend uh, wine-wise would you have? Um... <laughs> we have got the chef here. He's like, I cook it. Other people get to choose the wine. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what's on these different plates. Okay. We're, I'm seeing some asparagus here. Uh, yeah, we have a almond crusted mahi mm. um, and a, a tomato, feta cheese, basil, kind of gremolata. Wow. Um, and then it's drizzled with a balsamic reduction, served with mashed potatoes and Today. Now, is this your typical serving size here? Yes. Wow. So, yeah. Could, yeah, a couple could come in and really enjoy sharing a meal. Right. It's a very generous portion. It's a generous portion and reasonably priced. Can I ask how much this one usually goes for? Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Another plus for I mean, to a hotel. Value. <laughs> okay. And the second? Uh, it's a classic chicken parmesan. Uh, wow. It looks decadent. Yeah. It's hard to go wrong. I was going to say. <laughs> Cool. It is one of our top sellers. It's comfort food. Love it. Love it. Yes, on a day like today, cold, wet, rainy outside, comfort food. Give me pasta, give me chicken, give me yeah, yes. That's exactly what I want. <laughs> well, thank you so much for um, being a host and coming out and telling us a little bit yeah. about your food. This is the second time we've been able to chat with you. And we loved your food last time, and we're going to love this too. <laughs> thank you so much. Okay, so that was. I cannot wait to try this food. I know. I'm sitting here going. Typically, we have a few more hosts that we can go, you know, be sampling and talking about it as we're eating and doing the show, but we're um, short staffed today. So we're going to be sitting here looking at the food and the chef. Actually, Michael, I'm going to assign you to try the food while I continue on with the format so you can speak. Well, I don't know. I know. Well, you're sure asking a lot out of me here. You know, just to come out. I'll slap the mic right out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work in hotels too, and it's like the food here is very consistent. You know, uh, when you come into a hotel, you know, like you said before, talk to your waitress, your server, talk to your bartender. Don't be afraid to experiment. Try something new. Yeah, you are like we said last time, you know, Michael can attest. It's like just ask him questions. It's okay. He's carefully eating some salad there. No, he's he looks happy. Got a good smile on his face. Huh? So he looks happy. <laughs> okay, so Jason, let's touch base a little bit on socially acceptable and unacceptable. It's brought to you by Cascade Ice, only two calories, and one of our national sponsors. We love them. Definitely very good. Yes, they're in our swag bag. Um, okay, socially acceptable. We did cover this. It is socially acceptable to RSVP maybe when attending yeah. um, fundraising events. Do you have any other socially acceptable tips, things that maybe people um, forget or are unaware of when they're looking at um, attending an event? When you're looking at attending an event, don't double book. You know, 
for some folks who think, well, I can do three events in one night. So it's socially unacceptable to double look. It's it's tough. If it's you're, tricky. You know, that goes into somebody, I don't know, maybe morals are like, oh, you know, I can, I'm there, I'm everywhere. All right, that's cool. But at the end of the night, you know, especially as, as society comes now, it's about quality. You know, I'm quality not your quantity. friend for five minutes. I'm your friend for, you know, a night. And if you really just want to go and touch base on, you know, I've been here, I've been there, I've been there, that's your own calling. But reality, I, I personally think if you, if you really have a good event, pick the right event and go with it and stick with it. Especially if it's a charity event, because everything that you put forward in that helps them. You know, when you That's go to social savoring, you're you're there and you get their food and you get their drink. Every extra help that you have helps them. That's true. You know, and believe it or not, uh, those listening that uh, even event producers, they're looking out too. They see the invite list. They may not invite you next time. I mean, maybe that's a little yeah. mean, but if they say, hey, there's somebody who's abusing our generosity, because it does take time, you know, maybe they might not. You know, it is a two-way street, you know, and for me to say social anxiety on having, it's like, try to be real. Really, just take the time to take a point. I like that. That's a good point. Okay, socially unacceptable. Um, we did cover this one again. It's socially unacceptable. RSVP, yes, showing support with no intention to show up. Um, that one's really, it's a hard one to try to get people to understand. Um, yes, we understand you're trying to be supportive of the event. We appreciate the support. Um, it goes farther for your reputation and for ours for you to leave a comment that says, you know, wishing you the best of luck. I'm not going to be able to make this or I'm going to try to make it and do an RSVP maybe than it is to RSVP yes and not show up. I actually have a new one for you. That, uh, you know, as you know, I sell wine, and one of the things that kind of bothers for me is that it's socially acceptable to, I don't have a better way of saying this, to drink too much. To get you know, drunk. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, it, it happens, it's cool, I get it, I'm, it's not judgment here. It's Excuse yourself like, if you get to that point. Right. You know, come with somebody else who kind of back up a little bit, especially if you're doing a nice gala event. You know? No, that's a good, that's it's actually. It's kind of tough. Get a good face. Get, you, know, go, you know, get a burger before you go to an event and you start, you know, drinking. Use all those little tricks, vitamin D, figure out what works for yeah. you, let it or be, I think I is what it is. Michael, I don't know, what do you think? No, I think that's a, that is to a good point. No, that's a good point. Uh, and a lot of times what I'll do is, and I know a lot of us have busy schedules and hectic lifestyles and stuff like that, and we were talking about that earlier. So um, I think uh, one of the things I do is I pack things in my car, you know, you being ready for the holiday season, and stuff, <laughs> right. especially for traveling. You see my car. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> having some, uh, some nuts, some, you know, uh, or fruit and nuts, and maybe a or an energy bar in the back of your trunk, you know. Uh, right. You know, without in a golf or anything, you know, blankets and water and stuff like that. So, um, you know, having one of those ready to go. If you can't stop and get a burger or have something yeah. to eat before you go, you got something. Get some protein in yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy so, the power of the happy hour too. You know, there's a lot of happy hour spots around here that we've all frankfurted. That is like, you know, you, you can have a great burger. Uh-huh. You know, Kobe the beef, sliders. five dollars. Yeah. Sliders. Yeah. Take advantage of it. You're helping, you know, you're helping, not only are you helping the restaurant, but you're also helping yourself put a base in your stomach, so that way, if you do have a little more than you should, you're not going to be completely out. Well, and let's just look at it from a practical point of view, ladies, when you're wearing four-inch heels on stilettos (laughs) with a platform, um, you know, getting overly intoxicated typically means your feet are up in the air and you find yourself in a very uncomfortable (laughs) position, you know, publicly. 
So, you know, just take into consideration there's those different aspects of overindulgence. And it's like they say, you know, too much of any good thing is still too much. So, yes, I like that. Good point. Make sure you're not toasted. Um, it is socially unacceptable to dress without concern for the event. Um, and, it, and when I say dress without concern for the event, I don't mean just um, wearing a skirt that's too short or wearing jeans. I mean, if you're walking in to a casual event and you're wearing diamonds and a fur coat, you've still gone too far the wrong way. You, The whole purpose of going to a social event is to be able to socialize, not necessarily quote-unquote fit in, but to be approachable where you're making people feel comfortable. If you walk into a place and you are immediately making people uncomfortable, you kind of defeated the purpose of why you're there, if it's truly to socialize. Now, if you're going to try to make a statement, I'm all that, well, you did, but you're not going to be respected for it. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then the same thing, you know, from um, a casual point of view, casual does not mean ripped and tore, even, and I'm going to say, even if the jeans were $250. It's there's a time for for what is um, cool, like a runway show. If if we're talking style and fashion, you can probably get away with that with a really you know elegant shirt. But if you're talking more of a semi-formal, no. Yeah, yeah, I do have a question about that. So you know we get jeans that are jeans Levi's and all that. What is an acceptable jean style? You you have uh, she prints. Uh, Jeans are very nice and beautiful. Is that something that I could go to an event like this? I mean, what Most is the line? Definitely. I think if if, you, if it's ever in question, if it says casual and you're ever in question, um, there's a couple of rules of thumb that I go when when wearing jeans. Number one, they need to be clean and neat, um, not fresh out of the dryer, all crumpled up, because it gives you the impression of being lazy and floppy. Um, number two, you want don't want them to look worn. Again, it makes you look messy and untidy. So, you know, make sh- and then, of course, three, you know, don't have any rips in them because it, it just, it can be tacky, and a rip in the wrong place can look even tackier. So, you know, there is a fine line between fashion and um, what is hip and going on and the event that you're attending. So, so don't come out looking like you. Came out of a Def Leppard video. Most definitely not. <laughs> um, and, and for those people who are questioning, you know, I've got a three hundred, four hundred fifty dollar pair of jeans on, but I have leggings underneath. Um, I'm sorry. Still, the the rips and the tears typically are. Know your event. Yeah, know where you're at and know what's acceptable. There, there's all, there are tons and tons and tons of events where you can wear those things too. Don't push the mark and wear them where you shouldn't be. Age appropriate too. Oh, shall we go into age appropriate? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, talking about skirt length, I'm sorry, but I don't know at any age where it is appropriate to wear a skirt length where if you bend over, the world understands, can identify your bikini waxer. Oh. <laughs> um, at least in the States. There, again, is a time and a place. And if you're going to a nightclub, that's great. But if you're going to any kind of a public event, I can't think of off the top of my head, and I could be wrong, any type of a public event where it is you're there to be social, and you're with a mixed group where that is going to be appropriate. No, no. no. One of our listeners just showed us that's on the beach. That's not in an event. So. I mean, actually, interesting that you say that because we went to a party at another hotel uh, a year or so back, the Oscar, and the girls were very beautiful, and they had a very nice uh, jail type of style dress on. And it's like, yeah, it kind of looked nice and sexy, but it was the wrong event. It was just too short. It just yeah. didn't fit. I think a lot of people... Um, 
get confused. They like the dress, but they forget there is an appropriate length. You want to, I, I, I'm going to try to say this as tackily as possible, you want to be approaching the knee as close as possible um, with a little bit of slip, a little bit of swoosh. I mean, I've seen some women where it's solid about halfway through the leg, down the, the, the leg, and then it's sheer from the mid-leg to the knee. You know, as long as you don't have really short upper legs, you know, that can be acceptable. But, again, you've got to t- take a look in the mirror, stand back. Yeah. Well, and I have it. Yeah, someone should uh, maybe talk to you people uh, like Joey. Okay, well, <laughs> now you're talking about a whole different demographic. Well, we, we have not no, started the show about, yet for that. You know, I, went to, I went to Citrus, you know, and I went and I went and had some appetizers, what have you. And I got to tell you, some of the girls there, they are—they should be listening to this broadcast right now. Yeah, <laughs> I won't say anything else. There is that. That's what they should do. There is that. So, Michael, tell us yeah. a little bit about the food that you tasted, and then wow. I'm going to pass it to Jason so he gets to try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yes, that salad was salmon. Beautiful. Had nice, uh, had some almonds in there, some dried cherries, uh, smoked salmon. It was just a really nice almond vinaigrette in there. Um, and, you know, uh, talk about, you know, what you can pair with that. Uh, a, a nice, you know, maybe like a Pinot Noir would be really nice with that. Any any sure. white uh, with, you know, good acid, maybe some fruit forward on it would be just a wonderful pairing with that. So, awesome, awesome. Really nice. You know, big, it's a big thing of salad. It's a, yeah. I, could, I oh think that would be almost a meal really, for myself. Really good. So, and then we moved on to the, um, or I moved on, I guess. <laughs> But the, uh, I believe that's the almond encrusted uh, filet of white fish. Halibut, halibut, that's right. And it was was beautiful. Nice crust on it. Well prepared uh, by uh, Chef uh, Sage and his crew. Um, Just the nice balsamic reduction on it. Oh, Um, I love balsamic. And tomatoes potatoes. Oh, wow. And then uh, he said their most popular dish uh, right now is chicken parmesan. Uh, it is spectacular. The chicken saddle we've done. It's just tender, beautiful. Uh, so, uh, just the amount of tang on the on the tomatoes. It's really nice. Listening in, looking at it, you've got a lot of food here for the money that you I can't believe for. that. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful it presentation too. And, wow. Yeah. And for the price, uh, you are definitely listeners. You're going to get your bang for your buck. So come down here and definitely uh, highly recommend you to this. So wonderful. We thank Crown Hotel again, mm-hmm. Crown Plaza, nice. for being a sponsor for us and yep. letting us try and talk about this fabulous food. Just because it's a... I know, Jason's like trying to finish his food. <laughs> Nobody wants to put the food down. We're really looking forward yeah. to the end of the show. Sorry. And, <laughs> and, and this one is out there. It's like, you know, they think, oh, you know, I live in the city. Why should I come to a hotel? You don't have to stay here to enjoy the food here. Come hang out. Pretend you're on vacation. Get a night out with, you know, your, your partner, oh, your totally. spouse, your girlfriend, friend. It's a good thing to kind of come out and put that because you're missing some of a lot of the top foods around here that you don't have to go and, you know, be on vacation. Why not take a chance and, you know, and you know, come for half year and pretend you are? It's a good thing. Come on, try it. Okay, and we're very excited to enjoy the last beverage tasting of the night here at Crown Plaza. Uh, Michael, you want to tell us a little bit about this final beverage that they have brought over, this beautiful concoction? Uh, yes, yeah. so uh, another round drink that we're going to have right now, and it's uh, got am- actually a little touch of amaretto in it and oh, like cranberry and pineapple. Beautiful. So, you know, we're having some tropical drinks here, so I think it's uh, people who just want to escape uh, uh, Seattle weather right now. Uh, it's just kind of a you little can do it piece through a beverage. Of, a <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
just a little piece of uh, heaven right here. So, uh, and it's just it looks real fresh. Let's have a drink. So did everybody. Salute. Cheers. To being socially savvy in every way. Of course, you know. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I like the amaretto in here. It's got a little yeah, a little little nutty flavor in there. Some citrus. Beautiful. I could pretend the sun's out for that. <laughs> Sit in front of a window with the sun shining. My job. I know. It's really hard to hear what we do, isn't it? We have a big resurgence of cocktails right now in America. Oh yes, with with um, what do they call that? The uh, Mad Men and new, the new Playboy Club TV show, and all these fabulous shows that are that are the kickback throwbacks. I you know and exactly. So now you were talking. Now that we're talking, we're going to jump into the the last ten minutes of the show where we're going to talk about some more of the local stuff, um, but you had brought up um, a point about prohibition, something that you had seen on the internet today. So tell us a little bit about that. That was cool. Well, I think uh, there's a document- documentary going on about prohibition, which in my opinion was <clears throat> making laws for morality. They thought that if they could remove the immorality. Liquor, immorality, remove that from your life, that people would be better. But what it did was... <laughs> Made them naughtier. Yes, a whole other uh, field of business, you know, and it lasted what, 13 years? Yeah. Something like that? 13 years. I'm going to my wife. She's the one who's really into that. She can help. She makes the classic cocktails in our house. She's really good at it. I love it. Uh, if you haven't had her old fashioned in Manhattan, it's something that's really, really good. But we're watching, uh, we watch Boardwork Empire on uh, HBO, and it's during the time where the, the mobsters really kind of made their money. I mean, we were talking, uh, they were making a million dollars a month in those times. Off of liquor, where that no is crazy. Tax free. Oh, oh my gosh. Millions of dollars a month, tax free. So it's it's one of those laws where you have to worry about unintended consequences. Started by women, women who So it's it was really built. It's justified. I mean, it was justified. It was real, but I. It's just the unintended consequences. Well, I think our culture has a habit of what I what I call the pendulum effect. We go too far one direction, and then to correct it, we go too far the other. Instead of going to that happy balance, we go, oh, no, we have to. It's like the movie. Why did they relaunch Footloose? Hello. You know, the movies that come out are indicative of what's going on or thought processes in the back stages of, of our society. You know, why do we have superheroes? Because we have a lot of loss of hope. We're looking for hope. Um, I think there speaks a lot to some of these movies, especially like the reenactment of Footloose again. Yeah, no, I would totally agree with that. So, speaking of bringing back, we're talking about classic cocktails. And the way the classic t- cocktails were, were the alcohol, it's the three parts. You know, the main the main course, the alcohol, the uh, bitters, or the juice. It is like bringing it back to something that's you know, the quality of the alcohol versus, like, making a mixed drink with, you know, like a Mai Tai or something like that. Right. Well, and not only that, but I think, you know, we, we have this period. It's kind of a trend, you know. Everything follows, like, almost a fashion trend. Uh, I mean, we got into drinks that are, like, you know, 15 ingredients, and sure. three of them you have to, like, you know, taste chicken for, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, um, it, and it's just coming back, you know. Sometimes you just got to, you know, make it simple, you know. Uh you don't have to do a lot of things to a, a drink. And, and same with food. Food's yeah. almost the same kind of thing, you know. 
Um, we joked last week about uh, gastronomic uh, yeah. uh, food and that. Molecular gastronomy. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> Just like totally good. But yes, absolutely. You know, uh, getting back to basics and you know, doing good food. Good. You know, you know, you know it's really hard. Simple. It's really hard to make a roast chicken. There's a restaurant in town that we go to all the time that we love mm-hmm. their roast chicken, and all it is is chicken, salt, pepper, butter. Yeah. It's just it's just how well, they know, cook it. Yeah. 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 It's a beautiful dish. What you do? Ah, you know, little salt. Little pepper. <laughs> I mean, it's a joke. I mean, everyone yeah. does it. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's hilarious, but you know, it's true. You know, we just. You keep it simple. You start off with good quality ingredients, and that includes beverage. And it comes through in the flavor. It makes it sound like beverage. I would totally agree. Yeah, what I really tell people is it comes down to the quality. Yeah, I would agree with that. The best cocktails that I know of is martinis, and you really have dry vermouth. You have gin. And it's so simple, with a little olive juice and garlic. And you're good to go. Yeah, you don't need more than two or three ingredients in a really good one. Yep. That's popular yep. right now, right? Really good. Okay, well, we've got a few minutes left of the show. We're going to push forward with um, a couple of socially savvy tips for the holidays and preparing for the holidays. Every week, we're going to try to bring you some new reminders and tips so that you can stay on top, look your best, and be your best at all the events. Um, The number one is make all your appointments for services five to six weeks in advance if possible, especially as the holidays approach, you don't want to be caught last minute with your hair too long or if you're, you know, there's certain things like there's people like me who like our lashes, get in, get those appointments done so that when you attend these events, you feel like you're at your best. Um, This is a key one, I feel. Know your destination and parking accommodations. Will you have to walk a long ways? Is weather going to be an issue? Um, maybe look at carpooling or taking a taxi in. You know, get to a, a friend's location who's closest to the event and carpool together or call a taxi if you're really wanting to enjoy the evening and not worry about driving. Um, and then finally, uh, this week's tip, planning parties. Try to give a good leeway um, in planning the party so that people can plan ahead to attend your event. It keeps you from getting your feelings hurt and it keeps them from feeling rushed and obligated. You know, and, I, and it's funny because I think of these things all the time. It's not seasonals for me, sort of the holidays and stuff for me. It's just something I think about all the time. Especially when it's rain, raining. I always make sure I have a, an umbrella in the back trunk. You know, I always make sure I got another coat just in case, you know, those purposes, you know, that you, you're, you're out with a, a date or what have you. You're out with your wife or your girlfriend. And it's raining. It's tough to, you know, you got to walk to the back. She waits for me to open the door, but I get in the trunk. I open the, the umbrella. I open the door and she is covered. So yep. it's just you know you're always ready to go. So no matter what be situation, prepared. What, what, just happens, like the military. Prepare, prepare, be prepared. Prepare, prepared. <laughs> but I tell you what, they make the biggest impression. Too, they so. do. Be prepared and um, communication two of the biggest things you can ever do in your life. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to have to skip by a few things this week, which is not a bad thing. We had a lot of fun things to talk about. Um, we're going to jump right into coming up this week, brought to you by I Candy Lash Boutique in Kirkland. Get a full set of lashes this week for only 100 bucks. Book yours today at 425-587-1133. Um, Legacy Community Luncheon, Wednesday, October 12th, from 1130 to 230 p.m. at the Seattle Sheraton Hotel. This benefits Providence Mount Si Vincent Foundation, and they're excited to announce their keynote presentation presenter for this year, um, October 12th luncheon, um, and it's also the Academy Award-winning actress Marlene Matlin. Nice. Actor, wife, um, and mom, this um, became the youngest recipient of the Best Actress at age 21. So look forward to that event. Um, Working Women's Wednesday is Fox and Jubal is at the Suite in Bellevue. 
um, on Wednesdays from 5 to 7. Great fun event. If you're looking to social network, this is the place to do it. It's a lot of fun. They give a lot of great prizes out. Um, high Fashion comes to Bellevue at the Bellevue Club Fashion Show on October 14th. See the latest in everything from swimwear to evening wear at this evening event. Um, they have three different levels of tickets that they're giving away or that they're that you can purchase. Um, go to brownpapertickets.com and the event is 183208 for more information. Uh, one of my favorites, Stop Party and Fireman Chili Cook-Off, Saturday, October 15th at one of our um, wine sponsors, Petite Cellars and Challenger Ridge over there in Woodenville. Um, get the, to meet some of the hot firemen right out of the calendar in their own chili cook-off. I know, that one's going to be a lot of fun. And then, of course, Chick Chat is doing their big O, bringing orgasm pleasure to all aspects of your life. Don't ask. I'm not going to tell. <laughs> Thursday, October 20th. It actually has a little bit more depth meaning to that, but it is the 20th from 6 to 9 p.m. at Fly Fitness in Carillon Point. Um, you can go to Chick Chat Seattle for more information on that event. Next week, we're going to be at Gunnar Nordstrom's Gallery, and we're going to spend the next couple of minutes here live pulling for our prizes. So everybody have a socially savvy week, and thank you for being here. And now we get to eat. Perfect. That was that was a good. The first the first two minutes was a little rough. <laughs> I apparently need to have a drink well before I start the show. Yeah, watch the prohibition on the I like the sound of that. And I okay, know, but, so uh, the, the wineries that were making wine uh, switched over to making it to churches, which was you. Yeah, that that is a really cool part of it. Okay, so I've picked. I've picked for three of the smaller prizes, so now somebody else needs to pick for the um, Vegas trip. Because if I pick it, then there's going to be a problem. The, uh, oh, you should have. Oh, well. Yeah, there's some other. Patricia. Patricia won it. Awesome. Okay. She won the biggest one. So, Ryan, you won. Um, one of the main prizes, so you get to choose from the $50 dinner certificate um, or the bottle of wine. <laughs> you got to look at the wine. <laughs> okay. So there's um, two nights stay in Vegas. I need a pen so I can write that on this. Um, that's what I said. Everybody get your cards in. I was trying to get everybody to get their cards in. That is hilarious. Philip won one of our really cool swags. And then, um, Roger, is Roger still here? Longest, Roger. No, he must have left. Okay, well. The certificate is going to be for somebody who's here, so draw. I'm not mailing. Philip, you've had your card in here twice. No way. Oh, well, there was, there's, he just put two of his. Yeah, both of his is not. Vault Denim, you got the certificate for $50. Okay. And I've got swag for them. 
okay. Yep, I've got flag for everybody else. So let me go ahead and handle that, and then I'm going to eat. <laughs> so I'm going to put that. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Parts.